Guys, this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Happiest. That's your number one place for premium CBD products. And here's the best part. It won't break the bank. There's no THC. It comes with a work safe guarantee. And this is the best place to start if you're just trying and the best place to switch to if you're a veteran user. There's a number eight sleep aid that's perfect for any nighttime routine. There's number two overall daily wellness use uh, oil that's great. I use that one. Really helps me with my daily routine. Um, and then there's a number 14 that'll melt away all your aches and pains uh, in your joint and muscles. And I do that after every uh, time I go to the gym, whether I'm uh, lifting weights or doing jujitsu or something like that. So you guys got to check them out. It's all natural CBD made in the USA. It's been lab tested by a third party. So that means there's virtually no risk. Um, you got to check them out. Happiestmed.com. H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. It's the best stuff out there. We're also powered by Poddex. Now, I've talked about these guys before. Um, what's neat about these guys is if you've ever wanted to start your own podcast or your own blog or something like that, and you just really don't know where to start, um, this is what you do. You buy a deck shuffle up, ask a question and let the content roll. Uh, you, listeners of my show uh, can get 10% off by going to the website and using code thinking project 10 uh, to get 10% off your first order. So go to poddex.com, type in thinking project 10, you'll get 10% off and it'll be the best investment you've ever made. Um, guys, I just had the most amazing conversation with a really good buddy of mine, Brett. Uh, he is the owner of Happy Gang. He's a full-time entrepreneur, um, and he's just out there making the world better uh, with his life coaching strategies. His videos are amazing. Go find him on Happy Gang Lifestyle on Instagram. Um, check him out on Facebook, Happy Gang. Um, we just had a really good time. Uh, it was almost, re it was really sad for me to actually cut it short. So, uh, you guys are really going to enjoy this. And if you're tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow me on social media, guys, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm there. I'm posting videos about what I learned through this amazing journey of podcasting. So, uh, thank you so much for your support and please welcome Brett Bond. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Okay, dude, we're rolling. I th thanks for coming on, bro. Absolutely. Um, but like, you, like we were talking about earlier, you, we know each other from the car business, Brett. And uh, why did you leave? You know... I just honestly felt like it was a very toxic environment. It is toxic. I've known very from toxic. day one that it wasn't something that I wanted to do long term. So I was constantly contemplating with myself and wondering why I was in the business if I didn't <laughs> want to do it long term. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, what's, yeah. the, what's the point of investing your time and energy in the things that we don't love if we only have this short little life? Is the way yeah. I view it. Yeah. Well, and so I left the car business, too, because I was in there. And, um, the, the whole culture around the car business is kind of just 
you know, I just didn't enjoy it all that much. I liked it for a while because it, it gave you the opportunity for like money. And, uh, it was just really cool to do some of the things that, uh, we did like drive some of the cool cars and meet some of the people that we did, you know, in fact, I met one of the, the, one of the reasons I started this was because of one of the people I met in, in the car business. So, I mean, I, I know why it's there and it's fun, but dude, well, I'm forever thankful for the car business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, of the yeah. skills that I learned, the communication, and right. all of the people that I met, and some of the relationships that I made. Right. You know? And right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back and change any of it. But it definitely, after a while, once you get the hang of things and you're in the rhythm, it's like you got to restart every month. It's always, what have you done for me lately? And it's right. never good enough. And it's always those FU meetings. We need to sell yeah. more cars no matter how many you sell. <laughs> and it's just like this degrading environment. And I'm trying to lift people up just like yeah. you are, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I think life is about inspiring and helping others as opposed to tearing them down. I think so. And I think that uh, life is more about, um, I think I think life is more about helping people. And like the oneness, you know, it's very you know, at least in the car dealerships that we worked at, wasn't a lot of oneness. You know what I mean? Like I've seen some pretty cool car dealerships out there who are like, um, who like really have a good culture and they really foster a good, you know, community within their dealership. But like some of the ones we were at, dude, didn't work like that. Well, and it's this, tough, man. Well, what's funny, and I don't know if you know this, but I actually went to a different car dealership yeah. before I went, got out of the car business completely. Sure. Culture there was amazing. Environment was amazing. Yeah. But it's still the car business and there's still, still that the car element of like salespeople get hardened because they get treated right. like shit all the time. Yeah. And they feel like they have to make money when they can. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Just... There's no time to do anything when you're in the car business either, bro. <laughs> Zero time. And I get it. You're retail, right? You work right. retail job, retail hours. But, dude, you just can't do anything. Absolutely. It's frustrating, man. Well, I realized something in the three and a half years that I worked at the one dealership I worked at. Yeah. My first dealership I ever worked at. I had four Saturdays off in three and a half years. Yeah, man, that's ridiculous, bro. Then the next dealership, in two months, I had four Saturdays off. And I yeah. went holy cow, there's a whole lot more to life than yeah, just working you your can, life away. Well, yeah, dude, and <laughs> working your life away. And you, there's a lot you can do with Saturdays, bro. Absolutely. There's a lot you can do. And what I thought was um, funny was, yeah, I, I told them before I got in, I was like, dude, I take two vacations a year and they're a week long. I go do something with my wife and then I go visit my family because I'm from Iowa. And that was so hard for them every time. They were like guilt tripping me into going see my family. I was like, dude, screw you guys, bro. I'm going to go visit my family, dude. Like you guys can literally replace me in a week. So why should I, you know what I mean? Right, I'm going right. to go take, I'm going to take a break. And, uh, it's important to take a break, bro. Mentally. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big mental health proponent. Um, and the car business is not good for your mental health, dude. 100%. And that, that was something that I realized with my brand happy gang and my, yeah. my coaching career and stuff like yeah. that. I realized I was constantly having to pull myself into a positive state of mind. Right. Where you can surround yourself with people that it's not like you have to pull yourself into that state, but you right. are vibrating yeah, yeah, yeah. at that state yeah, yeah, constantly yeah. in a sense. I felt like there was a lot of always like fake, fake attitude talks in the car business. It was tough. You know, they would teach attitude and uh, positivity and things like that. But dude, they weren't the culture. Yeah. The culture was just too tough for that, though. You know what I mean? Oh, I hear it. It, it's just way too tough. So let's talk about this because this is about you. But so tell me about what you're doing. Tell us about what you're doing with like Happy Gang. I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on Facebook. So tell us about what's going on. Awesome. Thank you. So um, basically the whole entire brand is centered around optimism. Okay. 
because I really truly believe that whatever your views are in life, everybody feels better when they're happier, right? Yeah. And the word gang kind of has a bad <laughs> connotation to it, right? It does. So I wanted to flip the script. And anytime I tell somebody happy gang, they literally like raise their eyebrow. They're like, happy gang? Like what? <laughs> happy gang. So it kind of like raises that, yeah. that like not suspicion, but like just kind of curiosity in a right. sense. Right. So um, I'm on pretty much all platforms now. On Instagram, I'm at happy gang lifestyle mm -hmm. just because happy gang is taken by some dad who hasn't posted since 2012, but I'm working on getting that username just happy yeah, gang. Dude. But yeah, that's, man. you know, some of the struggles you run into as you're starting your yeah, company starting and business. Yeah, starting your brand and stuff like that, dude. For but, sure. uh, but yeah, man, I've always, I've always wanted to help people and I've always loved helping people, yeah. whether it was like with skateboarding growing up or like, with school, whatever it was, I always loved helping others. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to do through this. And, you know, every single morning on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, yeah. I'm posting a piece of content at six in the morning so that people can start their day off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. not even necessarily right, but with optimism, with positivity. Yeah. So at least get a, a good, good message. Start. Yeah. At least a good message. Are you familiar with Tim Ferriss? Yes. You win the morning, you win the day, right? Yeah. So a lot of times I think people go out into this world and they let other people mm. or their coworkers just dictate how their day goes. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I've got a morning routine where it is so set in stone that I started off with positivity. No one's bullshit gets me. <laughs> I am optimism 24 seven when right. I can be. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, well, that that comes from a lot of like your, you know, your inner self, right? Like, you, like you got to be really cool with yourself to be able to be persistent and diligent in the face of all that heat. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, I, I don't think a lot of people get that. A lot of because you know, there's a big self help movement movement right now, with like, you know, how do you stay diligent? How do you stay persistent? How do you make it through hard times? You know, obstacles and trials. Like those are big. Uh, those are big words right now that, that go everywhere. And, uh, a lot of people, I mean, they say it, they cut it a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, you got to be real cool with yourself. I be real cool with yourself. I agree with you on a thousand yeah, percent. Yeah. And you know, whatever people want to refer to, whether it's your inner self, your higher self, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, is, yeah. is getting in touch with who you really are. Yeah, man. And if nobody else existed in this world, <laughs> what would you do with your life? And then, well, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I and think then that's really important. It, you do that. You know what I mean? Like, right, I right. think people get caught up and even myself included, like growing up, you know, I can share my story with you as to, you know, yeah. why I'm as positive as I am. Yeah. Well, that, that'd be my next question is like, how did you get into starting the happy gang, uh, gang, right? <laughs> how'd you get into like, uh, how'd you figure out that that's what you wanted to do? Okay. So growing up, I grew up very well off, but yeah. my dad always made me work for everything. And for whatever reason, sure. I always like, I wanted to like not be well off. Like I wanted <laughs> to like go hang out with the thugs, go hang out with the bad kids. I got involved with substance abuse at a very young age and just went downhill really quick. And I got to the point where, you know, my life just revolved around getting high. And, mm. uh, I reached such a dark point in my life. And my dad looked at me one day and he's like, do you want to do this for the rest of your life? Like, is this what you want to do? And for whatever reason, you know, it really resonated with me. Yeah. And after that, you know, once I got clean and, and got away from Xanax and, you know, all the bad stuff I was doing, I started to have this like clear vision of how beautiful life was. Yeah. You know, because and I just feel like I, I experienced such dark times that the light felt so good. 
And yeah. I got obsessed with that and I started sharing it with other people and didn't understand if they didn't feel that way, you know? Mm. And then one day my buddy, and this is when the song Gucci gang came out. If you know oh, that song yes. by like Lil Pump, yes, you know, Gucci, yes, gang, yes. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci <laughs> gang. Well, uh, one time I was just like, I'm a very high energy person. Very yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I know who you are. Passionate. <laughs> yeah. Very passionate. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I can be very hyper sometimes, very yeah. bouncing off the walls. And one day my friend is just like, dude, you're always so freaking happy. You're just happy gang, happy gang, happy gang. And I was like, this light bulb clicked in my head. Yeah, man. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Shout out to Skylar Anderson if you're listening. <laughs> and, uh, and ever since then, I had this idea of Happy Gang. Yeah. And then my buddy, and I always like wanted to kind of help people be like a motivational speaker in a sense. I wasn't super sure. clear on what I wanted to do. Sure. And one time my buddy, who's an entrepreneur, Seth Parkinson, he does film production. Yeah. And he looked at me one day and he said, why are you not doing it? Like why, if you want to be a motivational speaker, you want to be a coach, you want to reach people, why are you not doing it? And of course I gave him a bunch of BS excuses. And I was like, Oh, cause I want to have X amount of dollars in the bank. I got to have this and that. I blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he looks at me dead in the eyes and he goes, bullshit, right? If you want to do it, do it. Yeah. So I made a vow to him right then and there that from this day forward, I will post one piece of content every single morning, inspiring others. Yeah. And since that day that I promised him, besides the very few vacations I've taken where I've let my followers know sure. that, hey, I'm taking a break, whatever. Yeah. I've posted every single day relentlessly. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've kept up with you. You've been way consistent with all that, man. I, I And I enjoy it. Like I enjoy the, um, the messages and the attitude. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I really like it. Do. Yeah, I like it, man. I think uh, I think a lot of people are missing that. Um, and I think a lot of people... So this is something... I ask a version of this question to like everybody, almost everybody who comes on, but like positivity is tough. Um, staying, staying happy is tough. In fact, like, are you familiar with the author Mark Manson? Uh, yes, actually, I am. Yeah. I am. Are you talking about, does he have the subtle art of not giving a fuck? Is that yeah, the one? that's it. Okay, so, okay, and then yeah, he's yeah. got that book, and then he's got Hope Hope is Effed. Okay. okay. Right? Um, and so, what the, those two books, like, really kind of put me in perspective on, on like, happiness. But, but with all that, I mean, eventually, it's, you got to be positive, or at least have the positive outlook. Why do you think that's hard for some people? Because most of society isn't doing it. Yeah, a lot of people aren't doing it, but why do you think they're not doing it? Because it's harder. Yeah, and, it is harder. And, and let me and let me elaborate on that. Yeah, go bit, ahead. Okay? Why is it so hard? It is not your fault how your program zero to eighteen. That's your parents' fault. Sure. Once you move out of the house, once you grow up and you have access to your own research and you're living your own life, there mm. is no excuses. Yeah. But if everybody you hang around, right. including your parents, <laughs> right. and they're they're putting limiting beliefs in your head, and that's what you've known growing up. Yeah. And you see some crazy guy on Instagram telling you to take a cold shower and to be positive yeah. and put a smile on your face and laugh more. And yeah. nobody else is doing that. A, you're looking at the people around you and you're saying, oh, what do they think? Are they going to yeah, think that I'm crazy yeah. if I'm doing this wild stuff? Right. And right. you've got to let go of that if you want to truly be happy. Get to your inner self, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then B, everybody around you, if you don't change your circle, is sitting there working a nine to five that they hate and they're not chasing their dreams, right? Like me and you at one decision or at one point made a decision. Okay, we're no longer going to get a, like be working in the car business because it's toxic and we're going to follow our dreams. We're going to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And the biggest step in all of that is surrounding yourself with the right people. The people who yeah. you who are already positive, right? 
If people surround themselves with me and you, it's much easier to be positive. If you hang out with the same friends that are always putting people down, being negative, and you're used to that, and your brain's wired that way, it's going to be really hard to reprogram your brain and be around positive people. Well, yeah, one, well, 100%. And, and I think what it goes back to is just like who you hang out with, right? Like, uh, people don't realize how, how important that is to like hang around people who are, who are good for you and good for them and who are independent as well, who are pursuing dreams of their own, who are doing their own things. Uh, cause a lot of people don't, don't get that. There's a, there's a big, and, and I get it, man. There's a, but there's a big part of people who want to like be the number one in the room. Right. And I think, I feel like that's part of it too. Like they want to be the smartest or the prettiest or the most fit. They want to be that person in the room and you don't want to be that person. Never. In the room. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're in you, the wrong room. If you're at the bottom of the totem pole, then everyone around you is teaching you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get wanna, to learn, yeah. grow and evolve as opposed to yeah. you teaching other people. Oh yeah. I think that's so important though. And a lot, it's really uncomfortable for a lot of people. Right. By the way, I like that. Uh, I, you know, I saw that video. You, you jumped in that, the ice river, that, yeah. that river. I think we're at the same place. Was that little cottonwood Canyon? Yes. Yes. It was. I think it was at the same pull off, man. Uh, I took my kids there. Oh, awesome. Um, that's awesome. but, uh, I, you know, I've been taking cold showers for like ever. Sweet. The, yeah. It's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> Once it's you get used to it, it's like, yeah, Oh, hot showers are lame. Well, and you know, there's like this nostalgia around like hot showers. Um, and you know, what's funny is, uh, is like I like I said, dude. I I'll take a hot shower every once in a while, so I'm right, not going right. to say like I only take cold showers. But there's something um, it pro, it helps with weight loss. It helps with mental clarity. There's a lot of benefits to cold showers. You know, like um, um, those people who like swimmers. Part mm-hmm. of the part of why they're so fit is because they their body has to work harder to keep warm in the water right because i didn't know that yeah 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 you didn't Mm -mm. so like if you go swim you know in a river or something you do like these uh they'll have like you know um not even like a polar plunge but like if you're doing a triathlon and you swim through like a river or something yeah you sometimes people have to gain weight because going swimming so well you're burning calories and then the cold like your body has to fight not only now it's got to fight to like have energy but now it's got to burn that energy for heat as well right so you like you lose weight i mean it's a big weight loss i mean that's probably swimming in a cold pool like if you want to lose weight pretty quick and you want to get in shape swim in a cold pool well to circle bro yeah i agree with you one thousand percent i've never i've never just like gone swimming in a cold pool but i do cold plunges and cold showers every morning yeah but to circle back to kind of like what you were talking about like why don't people do it right right right. what's what's easier to, to hop in a warm shower and feel all good, right? Yeah. Or to hop in a cold shower. Yeah, a hot shower all day. Right. And if you had to choose, yeah. And but once you get to a point that me and you are at, right? When you yeah. wake up and you're tired, it's almost like you want to take that cold shower because you know I'm gonna wake the hell up. Yeah. I'm gonna feel good. I'm gonna My feel good. cells are going to literally <laughs> respond better to this. Yeah. Like you have to build that association yeah. in your brain of like, okay, yes, this is tough when I very first start doing it, right. but the results are worth it. The results are worth it. But like people really miss like the healthy part. I, I'm just on the healthy part of this for mental net, for I mental gotcha. clarity and stuff. But like, uh, you know, did you ever play sports? I did. Yeah. Yeah. You played sports. When was the last time you saw a hot tub in a, in a, in a workout gym? Never. 
Never seen a hot That's tub. That's a good a, point, right? Never there, seen don't. a hot tub, right? Yeah. So people are like, "Oh, I need to take a hot shower for my muscles." Yeah. You've never seen a hot. You've never seen a hot tub in a in a recovery part. The recovery part of your workout. There, there's a sauna. There might be a sauna. Yeah. That's not really for muscles. Right. You know, the what you have seen. You have seen professional athletes hop in ice baths. Yes. Because it's much better for your muscles. Well, and not only that, but the contrast, right? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think me and you're on the same page. We're not saying you never take a hot shower again. No, you're not no, allowed I'm to. with you. Yeah. But you. even yeah. if you're in the shower and you turn it hot to cold, hot and cold, the change in temperature is yeah. really good for your body. Yeah, the, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like I'll take a Epsom salt bath if I really need to relax sure. and I'm stressed, right? Sure. And that'll loosen you up. But if you don't do anything after you're loose and make those changes, right? then what progress are you making, right? <laughs> you're just yeah. sitting there like being relaxed, but you've got to, you've got to have that balance of you know the tightening and constricting and the loosening and yeah yeah go. yeah absolutely uh no 100 percent. but i like that when you when i saw you do that stuff i was like yeah man there's a lot of, i mean there's a lot of people that do it and there's a, there's real health benefits to it like talk i talked to physical therapist too had a physical therapist on the show and uh yeah cold is much better than hot yeah well yeah. there's this really cool supplement that I would recommend for you. It's called rhodiola. Have you ever heard of it? No, I've never heard of it. It's the coolest supplement ever, in my opinion, okay? It's only found in, like, the coldest places of the world. Okay. And it basically, like, there's numerous benefits. I'm not an expert on it by any yeah. means. But it basically, it, the reason why it's found in the coldest, like, highest elevation points is because right. it increases oxygen absorption. Yeah, yeah, man. It's really good for your immune system, helps people with, like, anxiety or depression, all mm -hmm. this stuff. Mm -hmm. And you take a spoonful of that stuff, man, you want to talk about feeling alive, feeling yeah, good? Yeah, man. That would be sweet. <laughs> yeah. I'll, well, I'll, I'll get sweet. you some of it, man. Right, and I'm really, I'm really stoked on your uh, CBD that you got going here too, man. Yeah, man. That was actually a pretty cool story. We, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine actually at the car dealership. So I would have okay, never cool. started this business if we weren't at the car dealership. But right. um, we were trying to figure out something to sell. We were like, dude, we need uh, something to sell, something different. And we went to, we were bouncing ideas off of each other. Have you ever heard of Alibaba? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, Alibaba, yeah, Alibaba, Ali, AliExpress, Ali Alibaba. I did a little drop shipping, dude. Yeah. So what's cool? We were like, okay, we went on there. We were like, because we thought that was the cheapest place to get it, because um, you know China's cheap. <laughs> we found out that actually most of the businesses you want to start, there's someone in the U.S. who's actually making it cheaper than Alibaba. Interesting. But uh, anyway, there. So there is. Uh, we're bouncing ideas off of each other, trying to figure out what we want to sell. We want to do this. We we. We thought we would do like some kind of pastry. We thought we would do some kind of like, uh, uh, you know, other stuff, just some crazy stuff. We're like throwing ideas around. And then my buddy goes, Hey, look, why don't we sell CBD? And dude, like the light went off. Everything that was fuzzy wasn't fuzzy anymore. And I was like, yeah, we need to do it. We need to do CBD. So we took about two months to research, like, you know, cause when he said CBD, I was like, I kind of knew what it was. Uh -huh. Um, but I really didn't know what it was. So we spent, two months researching what it was, where to get it, what, what products sold. And then we spent the next two months patching everything up, finding, finding a wholesaler, finding suppliers, you know, cause then it's like, do you make CBD? Cause you can make CBD right, or right. you can wholesale CBD. Making CBD is extremely difficult. And it's tricky with the law and all Well, that. well, yeah. So hemp, so hemp is legal everywhere. Okay. The farm bill of 2018 made hemp legal. Marijuana is not legal. So you can, but you can grow hemp. Mm. So you can grow hemp. Gotcha. There's a, there's a plant, there's plants everywhere. Gotcha. 
even even in states that haven't legalized marijuana you can grow hemp because hemp doesn't hemp to be to by definition has less than 0.3 thc content right. it's like That's, 0.03 isn't it or is it 0.3? no 0.3 okay, 0.3 okay. so um you can't have more than that otherwise it's illegal um, and so you can grow the hemp, but then like extracting processes and on all those things, that's really difficult. So we just thought at the beginning, we'll just, we'll just white label wholesale it. So we found a company actually here in Utah that makes the, that grows hemp and curates it and processes it and sells it. So, doubt, so man. they helped us out. They did really good, uh, with that. And then we, we built a website. Um, we've had to learn, we've had to learn like guerrilla marketing, because you can't market CBD on Facebook or Instagram or anything. Hmm. You you might have seen it, but not for very long because they, they have like extremely strict regulations on marketing weapons, uh, marijuana-related products. That's the tough. That's the word they use, marijuana-related. Um, and then banking is different. Dude, it's the Wild West. Like CBD is yeah. the Wild West, man. That's crazy, man. Well, two things. I'm I'm really, yeah, really happy for you <laughs> that you're doing this. And it just like, it makes me just so happy inside to see other people yeah. like just pursuing their dreams and their passions. And secondly, I'm just excited to try it. Dude, and, it's sweet. And I mean, and I've had CBD before. Um, w- were, were there any conflicting thoughts with the way that you grew up around like stigmas around cannabis or anything like that that you had to get over and hurdle? So I think it was mostly like... Uh, no, I, no, no, because, uh, I never, I, I've always been in this, uh, in this thought process of like, you know, whether I, I so I don't smoke weed, okay, but I don't, I understand why people do. And I certainly don't think it should be illegal. So let me just start there. Right. Like, uh, when it became illegal. So the guy who made it illegal, his name was Henry Kissinger. Yeah, dude. The dude, the dude's crooked, man. He was crooked. It was like never, it should have never been illegal. The American Medical Association came, testified before Congress that, hey, we use marijuana for, because marijuana became uh, illegal first recreationally, then it became illegal second medically. So people don't realize that. So when marijuana became illegal, first it was illegal just recreationally. You couldn't do, but you could still do it medically. Like they could, but then they made it illegal medically and the American medical association came up and said, Hey, we, you, we have, we use this to manage certain diseases that we don't have replacements for, like don't make it illegal. And they went ahead and did it anyway. Well, what's funny is I remember being in middle school. Okay. Yeah. Growing up through the dare program. Yeah. Drugs are bad. Stay away from Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Just scare, yeah. Scare tactics. They've actually changed it since then. If you've heard, it's actually evolved quite a bit. No, I've never, I stopped. (laughs) That's a a different topic. Right. But, and my buddy in like seventh or eighth grade, I remember sitting at like the lunch table and he's like, yeah. you know why pot's illegal? And I'm like, yeah, cause it's bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and he's right. like, no, because they wouldn't be able to make money off of like the timber industry. Yeah. If, if pot was legal because That's hemp true. replaces everything. Yeah. Hemp, hemp is very, is better for paper. Right. That's I mean, that paper, it makes better paper, hemp paper. So when he said that, I, it like kind of like it, it sparked some curiosity, but I was like, no, it can't be that way. Yeah, you know, dude. It's like, I mean, so there's long term negative effects on the brain from everyday marijuana use. So so like and that. And so the guy, um, Doc Amen, he did a thousand brain scans of 
and these are like heavy daily users after 25, 30 years right. on marijuana and then a thousand healthy brains. And obviously there were some parts of the brain that didn't, that didn't respond. I mean, they had weakened. Right. So I don't, I don't believe in like everyday use. I think moderation is important if you're going to smoke weed. Um, but remember like marijuana was a ceremonial thing. Yes. Right. So even the people who had it didn't do it every day. It was very ceremonial, very like, strict like yeah. no you know you're not going to do this every day so but uh so the health thing is like eh, cbd uh doesn't have any of the thc in it so it's it's really the part of the the hemp plant the marijuana plant that like has all those effects right um but safe for safe for everyday use because it doesn't have the psychedelic effects right, right. the psychoactive effects well and the other thing that i've realized is it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're talking about something that's really good for you or really bad for you. Everything, <laughs> Everything in, moderation, in moderation, right? You eat yeah. too many carrots, that's bad for you. Yeah, that's right? not good you for you. You can die from drinking too much water, right? <laughs> it's all about moderation, and that's one thing I've realized. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of struggled with growing up because I did smoke a lot of pot growing up. Yeah. Whereas now it's very much so like you're talking about, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, it's, it, it should be much more sacred because if you yeah, look back is, yeah. in like ancient history, right. even if you want to go down the rabbit hole of psychedelics, they've been using. Yeah, for yeah, eons yeah. and eons, but in a very respectful, yeah, like dosing. ceremonial well, setting. Yeah. So schedule one meant that means that a schedule one drug means that it's part of its meaning. I don't know all of it, but part of its meaning is dosing. So that's mm-hmm. why part of it is dosing. Like I can't dose this. Gotcha. So like I can take 500 milligrams of Tylenol. I can take 200 milligrams of ibuprofen, like doses, right? right? 200 milligrams of ibuprofen is fine over the counter. 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, one tablet, that dose isn't okay over the counter. Yeah. Right. 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 right? Yeah. I get you. So anyway, it's just tough, man. But, but back to your, back to your question. No, I didn't. And my wife, uh, my wife grew up religious. I grew up, I'm still very religious. I, you know, I feel like, um, I got to say that with caution because I feel like I am, you know, I feel like I'm a good person. I feel like I, I go to church yeah. and I do what I'm, I do what I feel like I'm supposed to do. I don't judge people. Yeah. But as far as, uh, did it have any conflicts? Not, not even with my family. I think like most people, I grew out of it. Most people are like, dude, if well, you're going to do, do whatever you want. Well, that's good because it's, it's really sad because I think the world is always changing and evolving, right? Yeah. So we have to change and evolve with it. There might be some scientific knowledge that we've yeah. found out a long time ago that we realize, oh, now with science, this may not be true. Yeah. You know? And like one thing that yeah. really sticks out is the fact that your body has cannabinoid receptors. Yeah, it does. Like, so yeah. like, how do we explain that? Right. Yeah, like, why, why are there cannabinoid receptors if we're not supposed to, yeah. supposed to at some point ingest CBD, right? Well, yeah. And I think again, like, uh, I think, yeah, there's a lot more health benefits to like moderation because, you know, because the guys who come out and there's real doctors saying that, you know, everyday use is bad for your brain. I'm with you on that. But like any, any everyday use is bad for your brain. I, Absolutely. But, you know what I mean? So, so I get it. I'm not going to promote that it's that it's the healthiest thing for you, but I'm certainly I'm certainly am going to promote that it's a better alternative than what we have right now. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. And less like habit forming, you know what I mean? Oh like yeah, you think oh, about yeah, like yeah, even yeah. like Unisom if you've ever taken that. Yeah, right? like yeah. you wake up so groggy. It's trippy, like, dude. And but yeah. like you take some CBD, you go to sleep, and you wake up, you feel great. Yeah, yeah you're fine. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, because it promotes that, you know. So I like it, but. And, and obviously I like it cause I sell it, but what about, um, what about your, uh, 
mentors like in the happy gang world yeah. in the coaching world what tell me some of your mentors well let me tell you the first person that like really got me going down the rabbit hole is tony robbins and i look up uh, oh yeah i love tony robbins. i look at uh that your bookshelf over here and the oh, first yeah. thing i noticed when i came into this house is i like this guy even more because i see how many books he has oh yeah you know? yeah, and, yeah yeah and you are the books you read and the people you surround yourself with so yeah. when i started listening to tony robbins i realized like holy cow this guy's got a whole different approach and anytime i listened to him and i thought like how he mentioned yeah i felt better yeah and as time has gone on i actually went to a tony robbins seminar so i spent i oh, spent cool. three thousand dollars to go to a tony robbins seminar and i got made yeah. fun of for from people at the dealership oh you drank the kool-aid you did this yeah, that's so yeah. dumb you could have listened to his books yeah screw that guy. yeah Just absolutely absolutely guys. right don't yeah. let them affect you i'm living my life for me and not yeah. anybody else yeah whatever but one of the most beneficial things i ever did was go to that seminar because the energy in that room was yeah. insane but not only that, I uh, I actually walked on the two thousand degree flaming hot coals. Barefoot. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, that's and, sweet, dude. And it's your body is able to form energy that protects itself if yeah. you're in the right state of mind. If yeah. your brain waves are, you know, well, going and you have to walk frequency. slow across the coals. It's like a, it's like a, you're not running, right. but you're not walking. Right. It's like a very like brisk walk. Yes. A very <laughs> yeah, but brisk but walk. I heard but I know that cuz uh, like if you run it actually is worse and mm -hmm. if you walk slow it's actually worse. But if you walk at the right pace like you actually it, uh, you can do it. Yeah, he had to say cold moss, which yeah. is the opposite of, like hot fire, right? Yeah. So you're like cold moss, cold moss, cold moss, cold moss cuz <laughs> it gets your brain thinking, you know, in a yeah. in a certain way you're not thinking about the fire. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of my one of my influences, but more so my mentors, I would say. Yeah. I've got someone by the name of Ando Nico, who uh, who really helped put things into perspective yeah, yeah. and really kind of gave me a jump start just as of recent. Um, and he's a very popular Instagram influencer, yeah. got many, many followers, and he just really helped put things into perspective. That's good. Bro. And eliminate any sort of limiting thoughts that I had because maybe I didn't realize they were limiting. And he yeah. basically said yeah. to me, Look, man, you got a great thing going with Happy Gang. You are going to be a fantastic coach. But he also said, Look, don't limit yourself to happy gang. Yeah. And that's when I like was like, oh, wait a minute. I always yeah, like, keep going. I've known from day one, like if I put my mind to something, yeah. I will do it, right? Right. And I will make happy gang huge. But who's to say I don't have a million other sure. things that I can make yeah, huge, man. you know? Yeah, get well, get like uh your ideas just go from one thing to another to another and you just do things that make you happy and you keep going, man. Like yeah. you know, I started this podcast, I started my the CBD company. I still do taxes. I'm, I'll graduate from college here in a couple of weeks. Like, you know, I'm just, I bet I graduated from college cause it was something that I did to make me happy. Uh, I started these businesses, you know, my wife, uh, is very supportive. So shout out to her, but, but yeah, no, I get it, man. Mentors are super, super important cause they give you clarity. And here's the other thing. Okay. Yeah. I feel that we have so we only have so many things we can control in this world, right? Right. One of them is how we react to things. The other one is our state of mind. And the third one, and most yeah. importantly, I think, is the people we surround ourselves with. So yeah. even if it's not a direct mentor, I mean, I mm -hmm. could I could mention a bunch of different people that influenced me and mentored me and coached me and helped yeah. me get yeah. to where I'm at and continually helped me grow. But it's literally yeah. like... If you're negative, I do not allow you in my circle. Right, right. That, like, that's the only time I'm negative is when I'm talking about negative people. And yeah. at that point, I'm part of the problem, well, so, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but, but but those type, I mean, 
a lot of people hear that and they're like, wow, you know, you're really harsh. But like, if you're, if you, if that's something that's really important to you, and then this part I think is really important. Um, like people don't realize like there's a stigma around mental health. Um, and there's a stigma around addiction. Um, and, but, and if you care anything about your mental health and you're recovering from any kind of addiction, food, drugs, shopping, uh, whatever, right? It's super important for you, like you mentioned, right? To like surround yourself with people who are going to help you. Like, super important. Like if you're trying to go on a diet or anybody's yeah. trying to go on a diet, right? Right. And are you going to keep cake in the kitchen? No, man. No, you're going to throw away all the junk food. Well, you, you don't want to yeah. be around the yeah. bad food that's going to yeah. make you fat, right? Well, here's a good one. I actually talked to somebody when I was on, uh, what, I uh, served an LDS mission in St. George. Okay. And uh, he told me that he, he gave me the best piece of advice and it was that diets die. And, but it's what you ah. talked about. It's a lifestyle change, right? So you know, you don't keep cake in the fridge, right? And then you have to like change your whole lifestyle. Maybe you take cake completely out of your diet or maybe you do something. I mean, but if you're going to get healthy, healthy is a lifestyle. Healthy is not a diet. Healthy is not a fad. Right. right. Absolutely. You no, I, I mean? really like that. Diet's diet. Diet's I'm not, diet. He I'm said, have to write that dude, down. And this guy was crazy. He uh, would go on these spiritual trips, um, not eat for, cause you know, your body can not, your body can handle not eating for very long. Oh yeah. About 10 days. I think it is right. 10 days. And he would go, he would go seven or eight days and just water and stuff like that. But he would like have these spiritual trips and the dude was just, he was super healthy, very, very good individual and dude you know it's sad i can't even remember his name but i'll never forget talking to him weird that's but that's cool man you know people like that that stick out in your life those are the people that you want to surround yourself with yeah, if you yeah. want to reach your like your max capacity yeah. your highest operate yeah. operation you know yeah. what i mean yeah so you mentioned you like to read like what books do you like to read and uh what are some of your favorites oh you don't even want to take me down the rabbit hole. I can, sure, I can ahead, talk man. about books forever. <laughs> me too. M my favorite author probably and, and somebody who changed my life is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, the Very vaguely, but it sounds familiar. So the book that changed my life and really got me into meditation mm -hmm. and really aware of how powerful our thoughts and our yeah. words are yeah. is Becoming Supernatural. Okay. And he also has a book called You Are the Placebo. But the things that he talks about, and, and let me actually start off with saying this. Let me let me give you a little bit of insight to yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza and where he's yeah. coming from. Yeah. He was in a triathlon, and he was on the bike section of the race. He got hit by an SUV going 55 miles an hour. That sucks, man. Yeah, it does. But then he went to three different doctors, some of the world's best doctors, mm -hmm. who told him, look, if you don't have this surgery, you're never going to be able to walk again, and you're going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life. And he went against all three all three doctors advice yeah and then he healed himself through thoughts and meditation in nine weeks yeah that's nuts man that takes a lot of power dude his that takes a lot of power his spine was compound fractured like yeah his vertebrae went into yeah. each other you know what i mean like yeah he has these case studies of people who have healed themselves from cancer yeah uh, you know what i mean clinical depression yeah. all these things and he has all this research to back it so yeah. if you're anything like me check out the book man. you will love it if you're anything yeah. like me and you really understand things from an analytical perspective and you like to know the facts and the ins and outs of yeah. it of how it works right yeah. to better understand it well he's the perfect guy because yeah. he combines <laughs> spirituality with science because people sure. typically separate them but they can't 
can come together. You know? Oh yeah, so. yeah. They, well, they can, and like, uh, and then again, it's just it's, everybody's got to do their their own thing with that, right? But yeah, dude, thoughts and meditation are very powerful tools to help every but like everyday life, uh, like come together and make things make sense. You know, and uh, I love meditation. I've been doing that for for a long time too though just in different forms there's different forms of meditation so i i have one form that i that i prefer um that de- i'm definitely not perfect but i think i don't think that's the point i i was talking to somebody about this earlier that if you're the point for if the point for you was to like that results is the point like you're missing the point you know what i mean it's yes. the journey yes yeah you're shaking your head how do you feel about that well i think too many people are looking for the results and two things there's a bad yeah. stigma around meditation like you're talking about stigmas yeah but they are yeah also like and i used to do this people beat themselves up <laughs> when they meditate and they're like oh i'm not like perfectly zen and i'm not letting go of every single one of my thoughts sure, the very first sure, time sure. right if i go into the gym and i go to lift with the big boys yeah and i go to lift 200 pounds i'm not going to be able to just get up there and compete with them yeah. i have to practice i have to yeah, build and, and it's okay and that's all right dude. and and where the happiness comes from is when you say okay, this fifth time that I meditated, I was able to meditate way better than the first time. Yeah. And then you fall in love with the fact that you're growing and you're evolving yeah. Yeah. as opposed to being perfect. Yeah. So the whole well, yeah. premise of like happy gang for me is like falling in love with the journey, yeah. with the small things. Yeah. Not not that once you do a cold shower that you're going to feel great, but that you love the fact that you can endure more cold water now and that yeah. you can push well, your body your to bo- the limits. Your body has limits that we don't even know. I, have you read uh, the book um, oh, by gosh. David Goggins? Dude, David Goggins, yeah, yeah, can't yeah. hold me I know or something like that. Dude, uh, I can't love stop that. me. It's can't called. stop me. Yeah. That's great. Everybody should read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, your body can just do things that you would never even think that it could do. Um, and I like, and I like the fact that those those books because are on your mind. People can change with books. Like I, you know, I. I think the, one of the things that the education system did a disservice to everybody with was, um, you know, trying to put things on people that they, in, that was my experience. I've met a lot of people who have this, who had the same experience as me. So I'm not bad, but I don't teacher bash. I don't college bash. I don't school bash. But I think one of the things that did a disservice to me was like not letting me open up right not not somebody not taking the time i grew up in a poor neighborhood so that definitely could have had an effect one of the poorest counties in iowa that i grew up in um but i went to school growing up thinking that i hated reading like that it was just and i was like dude i hate reading i don't want to do this anymore and then i read and then when i read my first book called the anatomy of peace by the arbinger institute and then i was like dude i love reading read everything I could get my hands on, but I liked certain books, but I, that I would only, that I wasn't able to read in, in, in school. Right? I, I could not agree with you more Yeah, because yeah. I, and you can ask my mom this. Very, like, yeah. I used to say, I hate reading. Like, no, like reading isn't for me. And right. I never understood when people said the smartest people in this world, they read and I'm going read what? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like you're going to see words on a page and you're instantly going to become smarter. How does that work? Yeah. And growing up, I hated reading. When I was yeah. forced to do my 20 minutes of reading, I would just sit there and look at the book and not read because it wasn't stuff I right. liked because we were forced to read a certain book. And sure, every once in a while, I might find a book that I liked. But exactly. Until I was able to venture out on my own, and the first books that I ever read were Tony Robbins' books. Oh, yeah. And I'm more of a listener just because sure. I feel that I can get more done and sure. I can start my morning routine off when I take my cold shower with 
15, 20 minutes of information. It's yeah. going to start my day off right yeah. Yeah. while I'm brushing my teeth and stuff <laughs> or while I'm driving. But there are also certain books I read, but I think you're definitely right. Yeah. If you, if you have a bad connotation with reading and then you never venture out to see what yeah. else you can read, yeah. people, they don't like it because they feel like they're forced to do things. Yeah. I think, uh, and I think that people need to, um, need to realize that like it's a, like branch out learn a different learn a lot of different things experience different things do different things because uh that's when you really get an idea like i did like yeah people were like the smartest people read and i was like people read what harry potter books like what are you talking about man my wife by the way my wife loves harry potter there's the shelf right there um but uh you know i was like no way but but i got the point but that's because I was able to branch out and like actually try some new things and have an open mind. So I think that that's super important. And I think that happy gang, the message that I've always gotten is like, yeah, just be happy, have an open mind, try new things, be able to find your happiness. Cause it's not going to come from one place. It might not come from two places. It might have to come from a couple different places. Right. And I think honestly, I don't think yeah. that like happiness necessarily always comes from a direct source. Sure. Right. Like, are you familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk? Oh yeah. I love Gary. Love Gary. Gary V. And yeah, I, I got I, all of his books up there. I think sometimes I'm, I can be similar to him in the sense that I'm very direct. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, Gary V's a whole, he's an animal. Yeah, he's a different he person. Is. He yeah. is. But you know, he talks about falling in love with the process. Mm -hmm. And I used to always think, especially when I first started in the car business, because I right. started from a young age, I said, once I make X amount of dollars, yeah. life will be good. Yeah. I'll be so happy. And right. then guess what? I achieved that X amount of dollars and I was pretty miserable. <laughs> I was pretty empty. I didn't ever have time to spend the money I earned. And right, it was right. like, you've got to just, you know, you, my dad told me something that really stuck out with me. And he yeah. said, and he's a, he's a very su successful entrepreneur. Yeah. And he said, you know, sometimes I envy the guy at the post office sure. who just makes 40, 50 grand a year. He gets, you know, two weeks of vacation. He yeah. gets off at five every day. He knows his schedule. Right. 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 Because. Oh, no, I'm totally with you. You know, like money yeah. can allow you to do great things. But yeah, if you can, you. if you can love what you do and pay your bills, <laughs> uh, now you're winning. Yeah, you are. No, you're totally winning. And I think that, um, um, that, that that's super important. And I totally agree with you about envying. Well, and, and you just, that, and that's the part about finding happiness is so that you don't have to envy people so that you right. can find your thing, so you can do your own thing, even though your dad has a great point. It's a right. great point, man. Right. Like it's not, you know, entrepreneurs aren't for everybody. Was it? And so it's just, I mean, I get it, but let me ask you real quick. Um, if so, uh, what has your journey of being like a business owner been like? Cause now you're a, now you're an entrepreneur and now you're a business owner. What's that journey been like? Well, from a young age, I always had the entrepreneurial spirit because mm -hmm. I saw my dad as an entrepreneur from day one. And I always like thought in my head, to be honest, it was kind of like a no brainer. Like, yeah. Why would you work hard for someone else when you could work hard for yourself and yeah. build your own assets? You know, like yeah. they talk about in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, I love Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So, you know, I was always kind of hustling. Like yeah. I was always looking for something to sell. You know, sometimes I'd sell like I'd go like buy sodas and like hustle those at school. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. So... My dad always asked me, okay, that's awesome. You want to be a business owner, but he'd always ask me tough questions like, well, what do you want to do? You know, like sure. what is your business going to be? And it yeah. wasn't until I, I really started like asking those questions to myself that I really like got clear and found answers. Yeah. But when I was reading Tony Robbins books, I was like, this would be really cool yeah. if I could help other people like that. Yeah. So it, it didn't really all click until 
I my buddy called me happy gang right and then my other buddy like called me out for what I was doing yeah and then I just started putting it out I put yeah. the content out there and to be honest I had no idea how I was going to monetize it and that wasn't really my priority and to be honest it still really isn't my priority in a sense like I do it because right. I love helping people right yeah but yeah. I knew that I, if I just kept doing it and I was consistent, I would figure it out. And people were always doubting me like, oh, that's cool. But like, or, you know, that's not a business, right? <laughs> and I just uh, eventually. Yeah, but that's why Gary Vaynerchuk's awesome. Because he's like, if you guys have a smartphone and a laptop, you can make as much money as you want. Yeah, And exactly. an idea. Yeah, I exactly. love Gary V, dude. He's awesome. So to answer your question, my journey has been really like, throughout just life i feel like i've i've formulated this business yeah. in a sense like it's not it's not that like oh certain times when i focus on happy gang is when i'm growing my business right. but the people i meet the conversations i have are always helping me grow as a person and in turn helping me grow my business yeah i think so so i'm definitely still figuring it out but that's that's like what i love about it now yeah and i i feel like i really got that from gary v is falling in love with the process and like i'm not like so driven by how much money i'm gonna make from it is more so i love helping people yeah so if the money comes sweet that's a bonus if it doesn't awesome i'm making yeah. the world a better place yeah you know yeah. and when you have that attitude like life rips yeah you know well yeah dude and i uh i really like that because um at the, on the same time you know i just have so many questions like um but not enough time so we'll do this again i'm, I'm sure i'd love to but uh but you know like how do you define success Ooh, I love that question. Yeah. And I actually love asking because, that question. Well, because, you know, I like asking it, especially when somebody tells me, this is why I ask it. I only ask it when somebody tells me they're in it, you know, and because it's a really good thing. I, I feel the same way as you. Like, uh, I love helping people and it's not so much about the money. So then I ask them, what is success? Because if it's not about the money, then what is it about? Success for me is fulfillment. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Fulfillment. A feeling of of inner growth, yeah, and like you feel fulfillment, like when you've seen yourself grow, when you see, maybe you see other people grow, stuff absolutely. like that. Absolutely. When when I see to answer your question, my definition of fulfillment is when I give someone yeah. else a tip that will help change their life, and yeah. I see them take action and apply that tip to their life and make yeah. their life better. That's fulfilling for me. Oh yeah, that well, that's. I mean, I'm I'm like you. I'm a coach. I love coaching. Um, and that's the greatest thing ever, dude. It's like when you tell somebody to do something and they listen. I, you know, I, I get why, you know, people are extremely frustrated when, when you give something. And this is why, like, I used to feel bad or I used to, like, uh, you know, think a little negatively about people charging money for stuff like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But here's why I don't feel bad about that anymore. And, and it's because you have, it has to hurt a little bit, like, to get a coach. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, cause I've actually, so I went out like when I was in the car business, learned everything I could spend all my own money to get the knowledge and the know-how and, and to make me a better person. I got all of it, figured out how to put it into a little binder and I would give it to people. Like I would give it to my new hires. Like here, you can have this for free. Like I spent a lot of money on it. Here it is for free. Yeah. They didn't work for it. They didn't spend any money on it. It didn't hurt. So they never used it. So I was like, I get it. Like I get it. Well, and, and the people, no, actually, let me backtrack. My content is free. Yeah, your content's so you, free. Yeah. So you can, you can watch my content. It'll yeah. change your life if you apply it Yeah, for free. Right. Now, if you want to really take action <laughs> and like really change your life dramatically quickly, like within yeah. a month or two, yeah. 
then yeah, I do, I do feel that I provide enough value that I should be charging for that because I believe that my time is valuable and we only get so much on this planet. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's what, that's my point though, is like, I'm, I used to not be, but now I am because of, because of that reason, like people got to sacrifice a little bit. So, um, you know, it's almost time to wrap up. And like I said, I'm sure we'll do this again, but like before you go, like if there's one 30 second message that you can share with the world, um, what, what is that message? It's a quote by Tony Robbins. Okay. And it's along the lines of success. Success without fulfillment is the biggest failure of all time. Yeah. And, and that, uh, guess what? Everybody gets dealt different cards. Yeah. But everybody has the choice to be happy. And if a kid that's in a third world country yeah. that's starving can be happy, um, quit bitching and quit complaining and be happy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, I totally agree, man. There's a lot of people who don't take it who don't take it seriously that like you can be happy. And I've and I call it the paradox of control where where that means the paradox of control is the more the more you realize how little control you have the more control you have. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy you say that because I've actually been telling quite a few of my friends that lately. Yeah. I've just been saying it like, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of contradictory, but the more you let go of control, the more control you have. You have. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's just a paradox, man. It's just yeah. like this idea that like, when I realize I don't have, I really don't control anything. Yeah. Then I really control everything. Yes. Because, because the paradox is that you realize what only matters is you. Right. It, when you're talking about happiness, when you're talking about spirituality, when you're talking about growth, that's what matters. Your growth is up to you, right? Then obviously, you know, you, we do have responsibilities to help other people and to carry people and to help other people along the way. So I'm not, that's not what I'm saying when I say like, you're the only person that matters. But right, right. when you're talking about your happiness, you are the only person that matters. Right. Nobody else can make you happy. You got to find the things that like give you the fulfillment to make you happy. And one last thing yeah. on that note yeah. along the lines of what yeah. Gary Vee says is seriously, live your life for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like what you're saying. I am a very kind giving person. Yeah. But like people's opinions of me and what they think do not matter yeah, at they the can't. end of the day. Yeah, they can't. The, at least the wrong opinions, right? Like, I always tell people like when I hear that, cause I used to say that too. And then I found out that like, some, you know, people that I care about opinions matter. Here's what I care about. I care about the truth, right? So if somebody yeah. tells me the truth, so if somebody calls me a name, like you're fat, well, that's a truth. And so I'm not going to get mad at you for that. Cause I'm kind of fat. Dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if someone calls me like, you know, they call me dumb or, or something like that. Like I analyze the statement for truth. Like, oh, there's no truth in that. I don't really care. Then, because well, it's not true. And not only that, but even <laughs> let's say that somebody calls you smart and you're giving and you're so nice and oh, kind, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be doing it just for the compliments. You sure. gotta let that yeah. part of your ego go and say, yeah. I'm doing this because I feel good when I do it. Right. Not to right. get the praise. Oh right? yeah, man. So I have this little article that I'll release. It's actually been sitting on my computer forever and I just gotta finish it. But it's called The Real Miracle. Um, and I wrote it for a religious community. But the real miracle in life, well, there's a lot of miracles like uh, that I just don't, I just don't really care for. Um, but I, what I do is I, I wrote this thing. It's called the real miracle, and the real miracle of life is doing the right thing because it's the right thing. That's really, you know what I mean. And so, like when you, so when you do the right thing because it's the right thing, and because like it's inherently good, like that's that's it. That's the goal, right? Yes. 
not for I'm not doing it for compliments. I'm not doing it for money. I'm not doing it for the you know what I mean the yeah. game, the culture, whatever. Like I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do, and I feel like that's what Happy Gang is. You're just doing the right thing because it's the right Thank thing to brother. do. Because because um, building people up is part of our journey here in in life, right? Well, one last quote, and I know yeah. I keep saying one no, last no, thing, dude, and I go keep for rambling. It. You're good. Are you familiar <laughs> with Tick Not Con? Uh, no, I'm not. Or it's Tick Not Han or something like that. Oh no. He's a Buddhist monk, but okay. one of my favorite quotes by him is, the miracle is not to walk on water. Yeah. The miracle is not to walk in air or walk on burning charcoal, Yeah, but to walk on earth. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Anyways. I like it, dude. Well, hey, thank you so much, Brett. Thanks for being here, brother. Brother, it's been such a pleasure, and <laughs> we will it. definitely have yeah. a part two because oh, we could yeah, talk we, for hours. We could talk for hours. You can find uh, Brett on Happy Gang, hashtag Happy Gang, but Happy Gang where... So it's uh, Instagram is at Happy Gang Lifestyle. Okay. Same with TikTok on okay. Facebook, just all caps Happy Gang. Okay. And you can check out my web my website HappyGangLifestyle.com. Okay, good man. All right. Well, thanks for being here, bro. Absolutely. Thank you.